Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Good morning, legends. I thought this one would be a fun one for your Christmas Eve so you can ponder on a few of the selections in your squads. I know a lot of you guys have made teams already, and this is just giving you a little bit more to think about heading into making those squads. We've obviously got a few months now until the preseason games, so we can see a lot from these guys, and we will find out a little bit more about around the complete full squads, the full 30-man squads for all of our uh, 17 NRL squads. So this here is going to help you with that. So we're looking at players of interest and guys to potentially target for your team. So there's five things here you need to think about when you're looking at a guy that's potentially undervalued and why they would be, and then why you would look to put them in your side. So increased minutes on that same team. So there's a lot of different factors that come into that, but it could just be that they're you know, improved as a player. There's a, you know, a player has left. Um, yeah, which is co- coincided with this third one there, the increased role in teams. So, you know, if they're a halfback and they're 5'8", that kicked a lot in general play or was the goal kicker, has left, that means their role is increased. Um, and then, you know, potentially they you know, could be getting 80 minutes a game if they're a, you know, a lock in the, in the squad rather than being like a 45-minute guy. And so there's potential for more points and more minutes there for sure. A guy could move to a new club which means he's likely to have a new role or potentially they, they pop him in a spot that uh, you know, gets more tackles or gets more runs or they just decide to use him as a strike weapon at potentially a, a not-so-strong club compared to being at the Panthers, for example, where it has to be spread around because they have so many guns in their side. Other one here is change position. One caveat to that is just make sure that they've likely have played in that position in some part of their life. There, there are a few guys, as we saw with last year, with Suli'i not moving to the centre as well. Um, you also had Egan Butcher that didn't move to the edge well. So just make sure that they you know, have played in that role before and it is an, in, an improvement role rather than a role that they could uh, go backwards in. So, you know, wing out for some of these guns that, that of you know, running it out of, out of trouble and getting tackle breaks and, and tries on the back of that 
Betts moving into the centers where you move, where you have a little bit less on the run meter side. And uh, if you're not a, a good tackler, then that's going to be a, an issue for missed tackles as well. And the last one is coming off an injury affected season. So if you're one of those players uh, where your, your break even is, is a fair bit lower because of that, your minutes, you had you know, injury affected games, concussion games and, and, and the like, then uh, this is going to be very uh, important for you to you know, have a, a lower a lower price there and potentially be picked up by our squad. So I have, I think, over 40 guys here, 43. Just to touch on sort of briefly in this one, and we'll get into it a little bit further as we know a little bit more around squads and the like there. But Dean Mariner from the Broncos, we're going from alphabetical order guys from the top with the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, so yeah, Broncos center, 450K, and a 33 break even there. So that's what he's priced at currently. And yeah, that he has to score that to, to maintain his price. And anything above that, which we're hoping for anyway, with all of these guys is that they make money and they score pretty well for your side. So Dean Mariner, he averaged much better than this uh, across his you know, limited amount of games last season. The big important thing with him, he's a super young, talented kid in a really good side. So if he gets that left center role that Herbie Farnworth leaves behind, that's a, that's a guy that Herbie, obviously a very, very good player, but that's well over 10 points of value given Herbie averaged in the mid-40s for the majority of that season. So Marino could definitely be a guy that you pick up in the tough center position that could end up being a gun and someone you don't trade out for the entirety of the year. He's not going to play Origin. Um, he's going to be safe on that front. And yeah, that's the, that's the real potential upside. Potential downside, I believe, is that he probably stays the same price and doesn't really make too much money for you. But you're getting a guy that's going to hit somewhere in the mid-30s and, yeah, it's not the worst thing in the world. But you're also spending up in the center position. So he's one of those guys that I think if there's not many really cheap options in the centers, then he could be a good selection. Kobe Hetherington, those that have watched my channel for a while now, a couple of years ago, talked about him as being the must-have cheapie, and I won't be doing that again. Thankfully, I didn't didn't get any of those cheapies wrong last year, but Heatherington was one that I did. One of those guys that when he gets the minutes, he seems to, to score really well. And his PPM was incredible in that year, but he just never got the minutes, unfortunately. He was playing sort of 30 minutes a game, and that cooked him as being a really good option. In this team here, you've got a mixture between himself and also Fletcher Baker that there are minutes available now that Flegler is gone, but it is only one player. And you do have guys like Payne Haas who, for the majority of the year, didn't really play big minutes. He's sort of in the 50s pretty regularly, so there's a high chance that he could increase his minutes output a little bit, and then it's guys like Baker and Hetherington sharing those minutes, and there's a little bit of chat around Carrigan moving to the prop position. I just don't really see it happening, maybe at certain times of a game, so he can keep on there for longer, um, yeah, to still be on there at the same time, a sort of split sort of a 50-20 in there, but um, Heathering Hetherington there and Baker, both guys that are still fairly cheap. They're, they're not bottom dollar, but they're you know, pretty close in that they're under sort of under the 360 mark there. And they're needing sort of 40 minutes, I think, to each of them to be able to be of any value to us. And are they both going to get 40? That's the main worry is that if you select one of them, the other guy could get the 40, uh, could get the 45, and, and you're stuck with the 25 to, to 35 type of guy, which would not be enough minutes. So they're both a big watch heading into the preseason, obviously listening to coach, and, and you know, finding out what he's going to say about them as well. Piakura looks like it's going to be a much safer pick, and he's only a little bit more expensive than those guys, but has the upside of 80 minutes. We saw what he could do at the back end of last year when he got some good ball as well. He was able to get some attacking stats at that. But anything close to 80 minutes in this squad is going to be a goldmine for anyone under 400K. 
in the forwards in a good side where he could get nice short balls and um, some space out wide, which is going to be really, really cool. And a youngster's only going to improve with time. Pikara, very clearly on our radars. Kemba Raiders, we got KO Weeks. So for him there, he has the half and the wing fullback tag. He did play a fair few games last year at 252K. There's a reason he is down there because he didn't play very well. The big thing with him is obviously a change of club and you know potentially getting either the wing fullbacks, uh, sorry, the, the fullback slot or also the 5-8 slot. And it's a, a mixture between him and East Strange for that six slot. If he does get the six, the worry here is that he plays or the fullback, I should say, is that the worry that he plays very similar to that of last year and doesn't score well enough to even make a lot of money. We have seen with a lot of other players, though, if they do you know, end up getting that spot, we saw Hayes Perrami end up getting the, the fullback spot. We saw Hamiso, uh, we saw Tyrell Sloan. They all get that spot, they get that 80 minutes, and they get a little bit of faith from their coaches, and they do seem to get into the 30s eventually. So you know, if he was to, to do that, it's close to four, you know, 12 to 15 points of value which is pretty simple. And if you can do that in the six or the one, you're taking a guy that's a starter at 252K with dual position that at worst, if he gets out of the team, you have a looper uh, or you could trade him for another cheapie at that point. But the upside is there. If he happens to turn things on, there's some talent there for sure, but he was very disappointing last year. Ethan Strange. So he's the one that we haven't seen too much of. And, and that could be a little bit of a, a factor in Sticky actually choosing Ethan Strange in that six spot is that, He's that raw, talented kid. We've seen what Weeks has been able to do. It wasn't great at Manly, but let's see how the preseason goes for both of them guys. And if Strange gets the six, he's going to be in our sides very, very comfortably in the center slot as well. So that would be massive. And so keep an eye out on him. Really be watching his preseason, and we'll go from there. Jamal Fogarty, obviously with the Raiders as well, the half. So Whiten goes. And if we get Strange there, not too much of a kicker in general play. If we get Weeks at six, even less of a kicker in general play. So Fogarty becomes that goal-kicking half that is doing the majority of the kicking and could be, you know, maybe not the heights of Sean Johnson, but definitely somewhere in the in the 50s. And that gives him at least a minimum of five to sort of 10 points of value for a potential, you know, borderline keeper or a guy you can use for the majority of the year given he won't be in the origin setup. So, you know, if you can get a guy that you can make a bit of money on that averages in the 50s, you're really not, that's definitely nothing to sneeze at, that's for sure. Uh, so definitely have him on your radar as a cut price borderline keeper in the half position. Morgan Smithies, just fairly expensive for me, in, in my opinion. But we do have to see with him, if he does get huge minutes, especially with Horsburgh out in that first few rounds, and he could definitely you know, hit a 45 to 50 average. But at this point, a 529K for a guy that we haven't seen in the NRL, I think it's a little bit of a stretch to, to be able to slot him in and uh, have him as someone that's going to dominate. Last year, we had... Hopgood that came in even cheaper than that, and yeah, he was able to to dominate. But we'd also seen him in the NRL um, yeah, do that and, and do that well. And we're really not sure if the minutes are going to be there for Smithies at the Raiders. Karaz, he will get the center dual tag. Likely, I think he should be in the centers. He played really well there, and if he does, he he scores almost fifty points in that center position. And with the dogs likely to be a little bit better, to have a dual position guy uh, that's you know mid price at the moment, obviously a little bit under sort of keeper tier in his price at the center position. If he does get that, he could definitely be, I could see a lot of people jumping on him, especially dogs fans and the like there. So Karaz just wanted to throw him in there. Definitely of interest. And if he gets that center uh, position, then he'll be center dual with a wing fullback guys for, for those that aren't, um, you know, dual position at the moment, they will be waiting until round one team list. Once round one, one team lists are named, 
then these these guys will get that dual position tag. Josh Curran, similar to him, if he was to be named on the edge in round one, then he'll get that edge position tag. But there's a high chance that he's going to be the 13. If he's the 13, it looks like it'd be about a 60-minute, potentially even up to 80-minute roll with injuries. So at this break, even at 36, he's been a guy that can average up upwards of 50. So get Curran in your sides if he's named at 13 in round one. Pretty simple with that. Kikau is a little bit of a hit and miss one as well. So we know what he's been able to score at Penrith. And that's close to 10 points of value if he can get anywhere close to that 46 average that he did at Penrith. Injuries last year, came back and he just wasn't as good. He was still able to average the 37. So, you know, if he, if he can get a, a clean preseason and no injuries at, in that, then there's definitely upside on him. And again, it's probably one of those, you know, if you're a Bulldogs fan, you could select him for sure. Read money. 580k. He comes into uh, he comes in as an option again this year. Last year he uh, he started off really really well, and he was more expensive than this as well, but just a tiny bit I think, uh, but not much. So yeah, he came in a, a slightly undervalued compared to what he's done in the past. Last year he started off with a, a plus fifty average, and then really fell away with the missed tackles and the like. So there's a good chance that Kurt Mann does take some minutes off him, and if that's the case, I think you have to avoid Reid Marnie. If he's not going to take minutes, or if we hear something about that, Marnie could definitely be a good starter hooker. But my worry is that as he gets tired, the missed tackles come. And we've seen that for two years now. Sam Hughes will finish things off for the Dogs, and he's really cheap at 250k, which is awesome. And Gus Gould has come out and said he is the the Jacob Preston, the guy that's been dominating in the, the preseason. And you can see that with his PPM. He's very close to a 1 PPM. If he gets anywhere around the 25 to 30 minutes, which is very likely in this dog's pack, especially if he comes out and shows that he's got some quality about him. We saw guys last year getting 40, 50, 60 minutes. Harrison Edwards, for example, playing in the lock position. If Sam Hughes can show his talent there, then he will definitely be getting some good minutes. So I think at some point in the year, he's going to get a, a chance to, to show that with minutes. And so he could be a guy to stash on your bench straight up. Uh, Kale Iroh. With the Sharkies there, 230k. That's the big news for him in the center position. If he gets the starting center role, we're all going to have him. It's as simple as that. He's got some talent. Uh, he's only been able to show it once, I believe, from memory. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's a guy that needs to be on all our radars for the Sharkies there. Jaden Campbell with the Titans as well. So hopefully he gets the right. If he's named in, in the fullback slot in round one and we see Brimson in the centers or something like that, or if there's an injury to Foran or, or Tanner Boyd, we should see Brimson in the halves. And if that were to be the case, then Jaden Campbell would be undervalued given that he can score close to 50 on his good days. That's all on, as, as close to an average for him um, and can go above 50 on his good days, I should say. So yeah, look at him as that mid-price wing fullback option. Both for more, 660K, he scored in the 50s. So a tiny bit of value there is potentially a cut price. Keeper for a guy that won't be in origin, likely. Anyway, so 660K for him. Welcome back after the ACL. That's the main worry with him is him coming back from a tough injury. Sam Verrills, one of those guys that was in and out through injury as well. When he played 80 minutes, he was close to a 50-point player. So Verrills, in that sense, needs to be uh, noted in here as a potential option for those that are looking for a mid-price hookup. Sam Verrills, very, very solid. See how the Titans go this year as well. Okay, off to the Manly boys. And Schuster, he's the only one we're looking at here. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, I don't like it. He's 408K. He's going to break even at 30. He's playing big minutes in the back row then it's likely he scores around that 40 mark uh, and then has upside games, has some downside games as well when he doesn't get involved or he misses tackles. But the roller coaster of Schuster, when he can get him an edge and half, seems like a, a fair, you know, seems like a pretty decent selection there. And a lot of people will be picking him up if he is, looks like, if it looks like he'd be named on that edge. Pap, oh, how I've missed you and Housen. <laughs> that didn't flow very well, did it? Anyway, uh, we've missed him. Storm. Wing fullback, 495k, break even at 36. We know what he can do. He's a 50-plus player when he's well. Hopefully, he's good to go for round one. That's the main issue here. Is if he's named in round one, I think a lot of people will, will pick him up. One guy I didn't put up put in here is Falongo. Uh, chances of him being there if Pap is in the round one squad, low. So, yeah, either way, if Pap's not there, if he happens to get another injury in the preseason, I hope not, then Falongo is going to come into fruition, come into calculations that's for sure so pat get around him uh eli katoa someone that is potential for a 50 plus keeper so at 46 there potential for some some value there and you know we know he can score tries he can do some good things the first part of last year he scored really really well and didn't score any tries so if he happens to get a couple of those then he could be a cracking guy to start with that again is not going to be missing games over origin just had a few concussions and a few bits and pieces last year that kind of stuffed around his season. Will Price. So there's a chance that he gets a six roll, but you've got a lot of players that can play there. Obviously, you've got Gamble, you've got Cogger, um, and then you've got Hastings in the seven. So I'm not sure why they've ended up going for another one. They grabbed Cogger. They are now four halves for two spots. So he's in there as a potential option if he gets a six roll, and he's got plenty of talent. That is for sure. With him there, so 400k, 29 break even, dual position, wing fullback half. If he gets the six, he's in your wing fullbacks pretty comfortably. Dylan Lucas, I'm so excited about this guy. The main issue is Kai Pierce Paul and the role that he's going to play. Sounds like his toe injury is not good. So, yeah, how long he just had, he's just had surgery on, I believe. And yeah, I know Knights weren't happy about it. So, if he's out for a little while, Dylan Lucas, I just think he's a 50 point player um, consistently as well, like 80 minutes. 558k, you're getting him at a discount. I'll be quick. If he's there round one and we hear Kai Pierce Paul is at least a month, five, six weeks away, uh, I think Lucas is the guy to pick. Jaden Braley, very interesting with this one is obviously his price at 575k, the 42 break even. It's still fairly steep for a guy that could be about a 50 point scorer. If Crossland's on the bench, surely he takes a few minutes, and I think that would make it too tough for Braley to, to score really well. But crazy things have happened. Jumped Wade Egan in there. 
all the Warriors fans ask me about him each and every year in the preseason, and I don't talk about him too much, but we know that he can be a 50-plus scorer at times, and it's little stretches of, of periods of time where he can do that. He'll score tries. He's really good at that. Coming Going from dummy half there seems to be involved in those for sure. With Egan, though, the main issue is the concussions at the moment. It's just way too many, and yeah, minutes, not playing 80 for the majority of weeks. So, yeah, especially with Jazz Tavanga, likely to be uh, that bench guy with, you know, Kirk Ball coming over. You've got Marada near Kore. There's a lot of guys to feed on that bench in a really good Warriors side. So I'm not sure if the 80 will be there. Ruben Cotter, Cowboys. He was 160K more expensive last year and people started with him. Now he's cheaper than that. Surely the minutes come. How he plays like 70 to 80 minutes in origin and can't, can't average anywhere near 60 minutes across the season for Cotter. When he starts in the lock position, I believe he's around that 60-minute mark. But other than that, heaps of low games, bunch of interchange games. So I think if we're going to get the minutes out of him, it will be at the start of the season. Cows had a pretty poor season last year for the most part. So I do really think that he needs to be on the field for longer. If he is, he will average close to 50. If he's not, he will be somewhere around this price. So there's upside with very limited downside, in my opinion, on average, because there will be games that you get 60, there'll be games you might get 30-odd, if that's the way it goes. Reese Robson as well. Guys, just note that I'm not mentioning any guys over 700K at this point. So Robson's pretty much the most expensive that I'll be speaking about. Um, someone that I owned last year fairly early as well. I missed his first 70, but got uh, a lot of his and well, 70 and 40-odd, and then I got his 70 in the third round. So he's one of those guys that could definitely be a 50-plus guy. Missed a lot of tackles last year. Was really frustrating to watch. So personally, he's not someone I will be going for, but I know that other people will have a look at him. Sean Lane. Eels, Edge, 558k with a 40 that he's priced at. With him there, he's been a 50-plus scorer twice in his career, both of the Eels, and you know, the year before last when he wasn't injured, he was dominant at a 54 average. So any any guy that has done this twice in their career has that role, just injuries was the thing that killed him. Uh, so he has to be you know in everyone's plans for sure. Jack Wyden, very interesting. that The highlight here is that he's got the... Uh, yeah, he will have the half tag as it looks like he'll be named at left center. If that's the case, he played a couple of games at center last year. He has played it in the past, obviously through Origin as well. So we know he can do it. And the best thing about Wyden is in, he's going to be in a pretty strong Rabbitohs team if they're fit and firing, with Latrell especially. His running game's the best. So if he can get the ball, his hands on the ball more often in wider space, that means there's going to be tackle breaks. It's going to be that means it's going to be tries and potentially the odd tries. Is hopefully he can still give Alex Johnson some passes there. But at five thirty k, dual position, he will be centre and half. He could be the centre stud that everyone's looking for, and you could get him early and uh, sort of lock him in with him not being in Origin contention, given he has retired himself. So very interesting one, Jack Wyden. On the other side, Campbell Graham is one of those guys at six hundred nine k. He was a fifty plus average for the beginning of last year until his sternum injury plagued him for the the rest of the year. So at 609K, he could be a 700K keeper. At this point, unlikely to be an origin when you've got Crichton. Obviously there, you've got Latrell, you've got Tommy Tvojevic. There's a few guys ahead of him. Unless they all get injured, he will be missing origin, unfortunately for him. But yeah, definitely an option. David Satola, 485K, 35 break even. He has been close to a 700K guy in the past, so he definitely has upside on that. Minutes and... Sort of PPM is going to be his thing. Who do they use more? Do they use Havili a little bit more? Do they, you know, are they going to get big minutes out of Tom Burgess? 
Is Cam Murray going to be playing close to 80? There's a few things to think about with, with the Bunnies, but he definitely has sort of 5 to 10 points of value if he gets that role. So keep an eye on him. Flanagan. Ronald Volkman has been just signed by the club. So we will see a few of these things over the preseason, guys, and that could affect different guys' roles and the like. But Kyle Flanagan at 349k. If he gets the sixth role, potentially if he if uh, if Lomax is out in certain games, he will get the goal kicking as well. Um, if Lomax is not out, he won't get that. But he has a really a nice uh, a nice boot on him. And yeah, we'll take a little bit of the kick meters, tackles well, which is the big thing. So at a minimum, you'd expect somewhere in the 30s, which at that price. It's going to be hard to hard to miss, you know, that 10 points of value or close to it. Tom Eisenhuth with the Dragons this year. It's a very interesting play. If we don't see Dan Russell in the starting side, you'll see Eisenhuth. And with him, if you can get 60 minutes out of him on an edge, then he'll be about a 40-point player. If there's any more minutes on top of that, then he could be a 45 to 50 guy. We have seen it in big minutes. We have seen some big scores over 50. We have also seen a low score or two. So he's one of those guys that seems like he'll be a... Liero type, if he can hit a 40 average, it's just if, he, if he's going to get the 80 minutes. But seems to have a little bit better work rate than Liero and sticks with those tackles a little bit more, which was annoying me last year. But yeah, someone to keep on the radar. Jacob Little, 536k. With Moses Embai moving on, there's a chance that Little goes close to 80 minutes on a regular basis. He was in now the side. They use him on the bench. They use him on the starting side. There's a lot going on last year, and he was still able to hit, able to hit a 39 average. Great in attack, getting out of dummy half. Works hard in defense as well. So he could be a 47 to 50 type of guy. We've seen it in the past that he could definitely do that with 80 minutes. But the question is, will he get the 80 minutes on that? Spencer Lane, we get on to all the Sydney Roosters middles and edges. So there's a lot going on here. Really, it's whoever gets the starting spots is going to be of much more relevance here. So with Spencer Lane, at 395k, is he going to get bigger minutes than he did at the Panthers? Because if he's not, then... Is 29 is basically all he can do in 30 in 30 minutes at a, at a 1 ppm. If he gets 40 minutes, then there's probably close to 10 points of value. But we need to find that out from coach, from the preseason. We'll work it out as we go. Angus Crichton, a 501k. If he is to get the start on the edge and you know close to that 80 minutes or you know 70 minutes or something like that, 65, then he's definitely got some value at about the 45 to 50 sort of price range. But the question is, is he is he doing better himself off the field? Is, you know, he didn't play as well on the field. He had a couple of games where he was able to score really well in in big minutes, but they were few and far between. So Angus Crichton there, keep an eye out on him for sure. Brandon Smith, hooker, and the mid jewel again, very similar price to to what he was last year. I think a tiny bit more expensive. The thirty nine price, he's priced at thirty nine. Can he improve on last year? He had a lot of injuries to start the year. I would. Care to say that he will be better than this this year? He had way too many injuries. They didn't. Yeah, then he be, then he was a little bit unfit. There was a lot going on uh, with Smithy there. Can he get closer to the seventy minutes on a regular basis? If he can, I think he's close to a fifty point scorer. If he can't, then he probably will stick around that thirty nine and be in and out of sides and be annoying. Terrell May, I really love watching this guy play. The main worry here is the minutes on offer. He only needs about forty five. If he can get forty five to fifty minutes through that middle. If he steps up and dominates, amazing. He'll be a great scorer. He's still fairly expensive at 492k. If it was about 400k, I think I'd be jumping all over him 100%. But there is question marks around his role. And all of the mids and the edges for the Roosters. Someone that may not even get a spot. He could get the edge. We don't know. The right edge, likely, is CY Wong. At 444k, a young star on the improve. I really think that if he can get that spot, he'll lock it down for the entirety of the season. He was great through the final series of 444K. 
cheap enough to find out, in my opinion. So if he gets that spot, he'll be locked into my side. Jeremy Marshall King, guys. We have five to go for those on the podcast. 650K for him with the Dolphins. 47 break even. He had a really bad shoulder issue for a lot of the season. Started really well. A tick over that 50 mark. So he could be a 50-plus scorer in the hooking position that doesn't play origin. Does have an early buy, which is painful. But yeah, definitely an option there. Stafford Tower with the West Tigers. So we've got four Tigers to finish, guys. A 503K, 36 break even. He averaged over 40 for the first sort of couple of months of the season. Had that crazy score against Val Holmes, getting at 100 in that one. So he definitely has some upside, but a lot of that is from one game. And then he kind of fell away for the rest of the season. So if the Tigers are better, great. He could definitely get some more scoring. But if not, they could. he could just be a 35 guy. A bit of a pain in the ass at that price. Uh we have Fainu, Latu Fainu. So the 5'8 potential for him. I think I put that the wrong score wrong, 203K. Yeah, I'll fix that, whatever it is. Um, basement price anyway. 230, I think that's meant to say. That would work. Cool. Uh, 17 break even, obviously. Not much there to beat. Doesn't kick too much. A good running 5'8. Uh, plenty of talent. Super young. Does he get that spot straight away, or is it Sullivan? If it's Sullivan, we leave Fainu until he gets a chance, basically. But if he's in there, got a slot, got a spot, he'll be in our sides. Plenty of talent. Aiden Caesar, 477K, 35 break even. Hasn't been in the NRL for a little bit now, but he comes in here. If he's partnered with Fainu, he's going to be a goal-kicking, kicking-in-general-play gun, basically. So he could be a, a very easily a 40-plus guy. Um, if he can do majority of the general play kicking and and kick goals, that's a great start. Obviously, tackles are going to be in that. If he doesn't miss a crazy amount, he's someone that you know definitely misses a few. Uh, but if he has, you know, if they're a team that's doing well, he's going to be in the thick of some try assists and the like pretty comfortably, naturally. Obviously, with the goal kicking as well. If the Tigers are, are terrible, then he could only make a little bit of cash. That's that. And then Sean Bloor, last one, guys. Five hundred eighteen k, thirty seven break even price stat. If he gets the start on an edge, if Benji really likes him, we're not sure at this point. He played some middle, he played some edge. He'd play 80 minutes on the edge and then get dropped. So lots of question marks with Blory. If he can get locked down a roll, it could be really, really cool. If he doesn't, then it's going to be pretty frustrating for Shawnee and owners of him if he's in and out of the side and the like there. So they're the players of interest currently, guys. I hope that was very helpful for you. We will get in later as we go through each team, obviously, and then the you know, the, the mid-rangers, the cheapies, and we'll get a, a good write-out of these guys once we know a little bit more in January. But until then, uh, Merry Christmas to all of you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for, for working through my nostril issues. And uh, we'll get into uh, a few more videos. A head-to-head strategy video is going to be next. So we'll be focusing on a little bit more on head-to-head this year. I know a lot of you guys want to beat your mates, so we'll be focusing on that a little bit throughout the season. Thank you for being here and see you in the next one.